Welcome to Vibing Consciously, the podcast dedicated to deep discussions about spiritual healing and enlightenment. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat. And I'm Sarah. We're the host of the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living together. In this podcast, we dive deep into the realms of self-love, self-awareness, and self-transformation. We don't just talk about it. We actively live and breathe it, always holding each other accountable as we navigate this journey together. That's right. We're two best friends on our own journey to healing, supporting each other despite our own beliefs and personal experiences. Through honest conversations, introspection, and connecting with our listeners, we uncover valuable insights, tools, and practices that support our constant evolution. By going inward, we unravel the mysteries of our own selves, and we're here to pass everything along that we've learned on our journey. You'll get to witness firsthand what the road to enlightenment looks like from the inside. Join us now as we dive deep into more healing, happiness, and wholeness. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting on your path, Vibing Consciously is a podcast for you. Get ready to immerse yourself in discussions that will uplift your spirit, expand your consciousness, and inspire you to embrace your own self-love journey. Let's vibe consciously. In this fun and enlightening conversation, we delve into the crucial topic of nurturing and preserving the boundless imagination and voice of our children. In giving our children a voice, we engage in a thought-provoking discussion on how adults can inadvertently stifle the creativity and imagination of the younger generation. To bring a unique perspective to the conversation, all four of our children join the podcast, sharing their thoughts on how they feel their friends, teachers, and parents can better care for them. This episode serves as a powerful reminder that children possess a unique way of viewing the world, and it's essential for adults to recognize and encourage their imaginative expressions. Our listeners can expect to hear firsthand accounts from our kids' perspectives on what the adults in their lives could do better to care for them and show genuine interest in their thoughts and ideas. This episode aims to inspire parents, educators, and caregivers to reflect on their interactions with children and consider how they actively contribute to the development of a nurturing and supportive environment. We hope by inviting our children onto the show, it will provide our listeners an opportunity to hear their own kids' voices in these reflections. Oftentimes in our own healing, we can forget to check in with our kids and see how they're feeling. By listening to our children's perspectives, we hope to open hearts more to love, not only for our own children, but also for the child inside of us that's been stifled in the same ways. We hope that you enjoy this episode just as much as we did. Hearing the perspectives ranging from age five all the way up until 16, you may be surprised to hear the similarities, even with such an age gap. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to Vibing Consciously. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't even wait for you to stop talking. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's one of those days, everybody. It is Monday. Did you see my video I made on Instagram? Isn't it so cool? Yeah, it was cute. All the pictures. I was waiting for that song to come out. It was just released last week. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I liked it. We've come so far. Yeah. So anyway, what we're talking about today (laughs) is giving our children a voice In the last episode, we talked about being a woman and a mom in America, and we talked about a lot of the issues and challenges that we're faced with with being a mom. And today, I had something happen where I kind of got sucked into the 3D mindset in the mom world. 
because I just got back from the Dr. Joe Dispenza follow-up retreat and I've been feeling great. I've been, you know, surfing the wave of love and feeling 5D and vibing high. And today I got sucked back into, I would just say like the, it's probably my own trauma with being a mom and things that I've gone through and just the learning of everything because my daughter brought up to me this was weeks ago that her teacher told her that talking to animals is impossible, that no one can talk to animals. Oh, well, her teacher doesn't know us and <laughs> what we believe. But my thought is, because this was weeks ago, and my daughter has brought it up several times since then. And the other night we were laying together and she told me, Mom, when my teacher said that, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it, and now I feel like I'm losing it. So this is not anything that's been planted in her head. We have never told her anything about losing your abilities or whatever. So when she says this, I know that she's being honest, that mm. this thing that her teacher told her is now sitting in her body so much that she can't stop thinking about it. And to me, my thought is, why, what's even the point of telling a kid that? She's nine years old. Why can't you just let her have it? You know, like, aren't we all trying to hold on to the imagination and creativity of our kids for as long as possible? And why are our teachers, of all people, telling them that their dreams aren't possible? If my daughter comes to you and says, I slept with a live unicorn last night, you say, oh, that is wonderful. Because imagination, you know, it, like, why do we have to be the bubble poppers of our kids' imaginations? And I know that I'm guilty of doing it, mm -hmm. so I can't just blame her teacher. I've done it, too, where she, you know, will be super hyper and loud and crazy, and just from my own overstimulation, I'll react and, you know, say something that not is that's not mean, but something that will burst her bubble. Like, hey, calm down. Like, you're being super loud right now, and ugh, I can't do it. That's being a bubble popper. I think it's so funny how, as kids, we try so hard to grow up, but then as adults, we're trying so hard just to go back to the child that we were and heal that child. So for me, as a mom... I don't want my daughter to go back and to have to heal her inner child all through her adulthood. I don't want that to happen. I, I want her to be able to explore her dreams at my age and not have to deal with healing all the crap that I instilled in her growing up. I want to be the best mom I can and help her regulate her emotions and give her a voice. So I was talking to my husband this morning about this particular incident. And I said, I'm really thinking about writing her teacher a letter. And my husband, he's kind of got one foot in and one foot out, out in the spiritual door. I mean, he meditates with me all the time. He's really starting to come around and see a lot of the same stuff that I'm seeing, which is great. But his initial reaction was, you know how she's going to take that. Now, are you going to make our daughter a target by doing this? And... In the 3D world, yeah, it's absolutely a possibility. 
to make her a target, but I'm not living in the 3D world anymore. We're living in 5D. And I told him the whole reason why we're waking up to this information before a lot of people in our life is because we have taken on the responsibility of being coaches. I mean, we see it through our friends. We see it through our family where the changes that we are making is influencing them. They're starting to see, oh my gosh, like Nick and Kat have been able to have all of this stuff. Their relationship's gotten so much better. They seem so much happier. What are they doing? And so now we're starting to have people come to us and say, hey, the other day I had this thing come up and I thought, what would Nick do? Like he has one friend that says that. What would Nick do? Because now Nick has started to be able to coach him on some of this stuff because we've experienced all of it. We've been through all of it. So now we're able to help other people. And so I told him with her teacher, it's the same way. Because with her, we care about her more than anybody in the world. But unfortunately, kids don't have a voice. They just don't. In our society, they have zero voice. And if anything, their voice is shut down. It's not heard whatsoever. Kids, a lot of the time, when they say stuff, people either assume that they're lying or, you know, whatever they're saying just doesn't matter. And our daughter has come to us a couple of times when we have company over and she's brought it to our attention that we don't include her in the conversation, that it's just adult conversation most of the time. And our daughter's an only child, so it's not like she can just go run off and go play with her brother and sister while us adults talk. I never even thought that she would want to be included. You know, I to me, I'm like, oh, a kid doesn't want to talk with adults. But adults is kind of all she knows. I mean, she's an only kid. So it totally changed my perspective in it to say, hey, guys, like, let's talk about things that Lila can be included on. So I thought that today would be a cool episode to where we can talk about how we use our voice to give our kids a voice by me, you know, for an example, writing this teacher a letter. And I also thought it would be cool to hear from our kids, to have them come on the show and say how they feel like their voices can be heard better from anybody, from their teachers, their friends, their parents, and really hear from them, how can we make your voice heard? What can we do for you to make you feel like you matter? Because, I mean, look at us as adults. We're such a freaking mess. We're such a mess. And it's because during our childhood, we got shut down. Mm. So we've been talking about all this stuff on the first part of the episode. I think the second half should be hearing from our kids. Knowing my kids, they're probably going to be goofy. And that's okay. <laughs> Lila's probably going to be goofy too because she's been dying to get on the show. Yeah. So we're going to ask them, how do you feel your voice can be heard better? By parents, teachers, family. Yeah. And then we're going to ask them, what can we do to make you feel like your voice matters? All right, let's do it and see what they say. Okay, Vibing Consciously family, we have got Lila here, my nine-year-old daughter. You want to say hi, Lila? Hi. 
So she's a little nervous, but that's okay. This is her first time being on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited? Oh, more nervous, actually. More nervous? Yeah, but yeah, I am excited. <laughs> okay, good. Because I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. That's okay. We're just going to ask some questions. I've only told her a little bit about what we're doing today because I want to get real, authentic answers from her. Yeah, and my mom may be teaching, well, probably is teaching the kids in my class how to do meditation, so let's just give her a round of applause. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on this episode, we're talking about giving kids a voice. And when I first started asking Lila these questions about her voice, she was a little confused. So I had to reword it and say more about her feelings instead. So I'm going to ask you questions instead of how you feel about these things. Okay. So to you, how can your friends show you that they care more? Um, maybe whenever... I'm getting a chance to actually speak. They don't talk over me. Yeah, that's a good one. Anything else? Um, Probably when something really exciting is happening. But they're, like, for example, I just got, like, the new iPhone 14, which is probably never going to happen. <laughs> um and my friend just got this these new shoes, and it was my birthday, and they were at my birthday, but these new shoes came in for them, and they brought it, and they were, like, really excited for their new shoes, and they weren't really paying attention to me at my birthday. Yeah. So, you're saying, like, paying more attention to material things instead of you? Yeah, like, they pay attention to stuff that doesn't really matter at the time. Right. Yeah, I could see that. So what are some ways that your teachers could show you that they care better? Um, Whenever I'm, like, raising my hand or anything, and, like, they see that I really want to answer the question, maybe they don't call on someone else and they just let me have a turn. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Wait, hold on. And I, am I actually on a podcast or are you just prank it? Nope, you're actually on a podcast. Sus. <laughs> Suspicious. No, it's sus. Sus. Sorry, sus. Yeah. You can't say the whole word. You can only say part of the word. Yeah. yeah. Silly mom. I know, right? Moms these days. Oh, ridiculous. I know. Yeah. So any other ways that your teacher can show you that they care? Other than calling on you during class? Maybe that, um, just like my teacher, sometimes she'll get really excited or wants to get it over with, and when she calls on you and you tell her the answer, she'll just, right before you say the answer, she'll blurt it out, and she won't let you have a chance to speak. And so I think that maybe they can let, she can let us have a chance to speak. Yeah, that would be nice. And give you some time to answer the question, right? Yeah, because like right in the middle of our first word, she'll be like, oh yeah, whatever the answer is. And then it's 
getting annoying sometimes when and whenever you're like still talking like whenever we're sharing and you're still talking and then she'll call on someone else in the middle of your sentence just because you stop and take a breather and she'll call on someone else and then you don't get to finish your sentence so technically it doesn't make sense anymore yeah i can see where that's frustrating so what are some ways that a teacher in the past has showed you that they care um, in second grade, my teacher, he was a really nice guy, and whenever you had something to say, he would interrupt you. My third grade teacher, she would interrupt you the, now and then when it was like when she was rushing, but my second grade teacher, even if we were rushing, he would never rush us. He would let us finish our sentence, and then he'll say we can continue talking about this after we're, we're, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing about your second grade teacher? He was the best teacher I probably ever had. Um, I liked how he was really kind. He told dad jokes because he was a dad. (laughs) And every now, like we had this dance button and in the morning and right before dismissal, we would press it and we would get a two minute dance break. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Best teacher in the world. Best teacher in the world. Okay, so in what ways can your parents me and dad in what ways can we show you more that we care hmm give me a second to think about that that's okay take your time probably like when i mean there's not a lot there's maybe only like two but like when i get hurt sometimes my dad will be like he won't even care. He'll just be like, get over it. But most of the time, she doesn't do that. But if it's like something big, sometimes he will do it. And then he'll also like, if he gets stressed out, he'll tend to yell. Like just one, like just like one time, there were so many frogs in our pool because our pool was like a lake because there was no chlorine in it, and he told me to put some chlorine in and I was like okay but there was frogs all around our pool and I didn't want to step on them or kill them or get on the, any chlorine on it and so I was trying to pour it in the pool and I didn't want to step or kill on the frogs and he should just do it and I was like no imagine if you got stomped on in your own like natural habitat and then he started yelling at me and I got really upset and so I ran inside and I just told my mom and then he had to go take a drive around the neighborhood I think <laughs> It was a learning opportunity for dad that day. Yeah, and then one for my mom is being able to decorate for Halloween sooner. <laughs> I'm glad that that's the only thing that you can think of because there's been times when mom has yelled too. I know, yeah. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little parents scary. don't yell, okay? Get your kids more stressed out and the more you yell and the more you argue with them like when they're arguing with you and then you just say that they're arguing and then you start arguing and then they'll continue arguing arguing just tell them to like not do that again and then they'll be like okay fine and then they'll have their own time and then they'll come back but if you guys continue the argument it's both of your terms are going to end on bad notes. But if you just tell them to, like, stop doing it in a nice voice and not a yelling voice, they're probably going to stop doing it because nice parenting is better than yelling parenting. So full of wisdom she is. And if only it were that easy. What is wisdom? <laughs> You're just so smart. You're such mm-hmm. an old soul. I am not old. <laughs> You're not old. 
But so those are great things. So how could dad have showed you that he cared better in that situation? Um, maybe he could have been nicer. Like he could have been like when I was pouring the chlorine, he could have maybe just said get on the edges of the pool and maybe not behind the frogs, maybe in front of the frogs, Mm -hmm. even though that was kind of impossible because they were like taking up the whole pool. And he didn't didn't have to yell at me he could have just said like go put your feet in the water and then just go around the pool with the chlorine and he didn't really have to yell at that point I got really upset and I ran inside and it was just talking to my mom for like 30 minutes yeah and I think that dad was just scared that you were going to get the chlorine on your hands and burn your skin because you were kind of Jumping around and trying to avoid the frogs and not paying attention to the chlorine in your hand. Jumping around? I was not jumping around. I was walking slowly. Excuse you. Either way, in those situations, we just have to pay attention. But you're right. Dad could have handled it a different way and took a deep breath and had to approach the situation differently. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, so the ways that we could show you that we care better would be to take a breath and to speak calmly to you, you would say? Yeah, that's what I would say because I saw this. I had a play date with this girl named Ella back in a long time ago, and she got in trouble once, and her parents were um, like being really nice to her, and neither of them got upset. And then another time when I went over to her house, she got in trouble and her parents were rude to her. Both of them ended on bad notes. It wasn't really fun to watch. I liked the first time that I went over there. Something funny. We traded things every time that we went to each other's houses. Yeah. I remember that. I got the stroller from her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) She said, pick whatever you want out of my room. And I was like, I want that stroller. (laughs) Yeah. I got rid of it because it didn't fit me anymore. Actually, I didn't get rid of it. My mom got rid of it. Well, um, she was two years old, guys. She's nine now, so it has been a while. I liked that thing. (laughs) So many toys. Also got rid of my American Girl ice cream set. Still mad at you about that. Okay, so the other ways that we can show you that we care is to be more clear about when things are gotten rid of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what we typically do is before birthdays and Christmas, we'll go through her toys and we'll say, hey, is there anything that we can donate that you don't play with anymore? And used to, she was really good about saying, yeah, I don't really play with this and I don't do this one as much. But now as she's gotten older, she tends to want to hang on to these things a little bit more. But we're running out of space for toys. Memories, people memories the memories are in your beautiful mind forever uh-huh. mm-hmm. okay so next question what is the one thing you wish everyone knew about the true you um, oh. <laughs> probably that I, on the inside I'm a really funny and weird person like ask my mom like She's <laughs> super silly. Yeah. I'm I really need to get my dad scared though. Like um, guys, like give me ideas to scare him. How should we scare dad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We'll ask the audience and see if they can chime in. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. We really need to plan something big. Big. Well, I would probably want people to know, like like I said, that I'm a really funny and weird person and that I am a very picky person. Mm-hmm. I'm very picky. She is very picky. She's right about that. Yeah. 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 Typical yeah. kid. Yeah. And um, probably that I'm a really kind person, I at least my person. And I'm very smart. I'm like the second smartest in my class. Woohoo! Oh, oops. <laughs> there you go. She wow. pressed the wrong one. Whoopsie! I know okay. everything on that controller. She knows nothing. <laughs> Whoopsies. She plays around with it more than I do. So, last question. If you could say one thing to the entire world right now, what would it be? Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I got that from a song. And choose your fighter. I also got that from a song. And another one, keep strong and carry on. I like those. Those are all very good things. I want to do more questions. One more question. Just one. If you could change the world, what would you do? Uh, make all homeless people probably... Like, Mr. Beast, go to every single homeless people in the entire world. Give them some money. Give all the homeless people money. Yeah, and um, probably teleportation. Ooh, that would be cool. And uh, every single homeless cat, dog, any type of animal, just get owners and find a home. And every single burglar and kidnapper out there, get a change of heart. Yeah. Come on, people. Get it together. I know, right? Gosh. These crazy people and, in the world today. And Dad, if you're listening to this, stop farting in my bedroom. <laughs> and we'll end it on that. Thank you very no. much, Lila, for joining us today. No. No, no, no. no How no. to make Lila feel like she's cared about. Stop farting in her bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, please, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, that deserves a round of applause. Do you want to say a goodbye? Quick goodbye? Goodbye. Don't know how to... Huh? Um, let me see. Adios, amigos. I'm here with little Miss Ava. Ava, how old are you? Six. Six years old. What's your favorite thing about being six? Um, growing and knowing how to draw more. Knowing how to draw more and growing. That's cool. Are you excited to be on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah? Why are you excited about it? Because um, I'm excited to be on the podcast because I love my mama. Oh, that's sweet, baby. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions, okay? Okay. And you can just tell me whatever your answer is, whatever comes to mind. Okay. So... When you're, like, at school, you know, getting bigger, taller, growing, learning, drawing better, doing awesome things, what are some ways that you think that you, that maybe your friends could care about you better? Um, talking nicely, asking if you want to play. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be nice. 
What else? Anything else? Mm-mm. No? Well, what about your teachers? How do you think your teachers could care a little bit more about you? How do you think they could show that they care? By saying, um, you're, you're good at handling. Uh-huh. And that means that if you're handling, that means you're listening. Uh-huh. So if they say, hey, Ava, you're doing really good at your hallowing, that would make you feel really cared for? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are some ways that um, mommy could show that she cares more about you? Saying, Ava, I love you so much. <laughs> is there anything else or is that it? That's it. Oh, okay. Well, what about daddy? Speaking. Speaking? What do you mean, speaking? <laughs> Talking. Oh, so if he talked more, it would show that he cared more? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for answering those questions, Ava. You did a really good job. Did you say Ava? <laughs> I did. I said Ava. Good spelling. Thank you. Hey, M O M. Yes. I L O V E Y O U T O. I L O V E Y O U T O L 2. Thanks for being on the podcast, sweetie. You're welcome, Mom. I'm here with my two oldest children. I have Ashton to the left of me, and I have Aspen to the right. I think they're excited to be in the podcast. I'm not completely sure because they are teenagers. Uh, Ashton, how old are you? I'm 16 years old. And are you excited to be on the podcast today? Yeah. Why? Because I'm on media now. (laughs) (laughs) And Aspen, how old are you? Um... 14. <laughs> <laughs> and are you excited to be on the podcast today? Yeah, we're, I'm going to be spending 10 minutes answering your questions. Well, at least she's honest. <laughs> well, we want to ask questions so that maybe other moms that are out there that maybe want to ask their kids these similar questions can have the same approach to asking the questions. Mom rules. Mom rules. Is there anything else you would like to say to yep. the world? Yep. I play softball, guys. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Gotta let them get their sillies out. Nothing, Ashton? Yeah. Are you sure? All right. So let's begin with asking the question, and we're going to start with Ashton. How do you feel, or in what ways do you feel you could be heard or be told by your friends that they care? I feel like they could just, like, give more attention to me, keep me more into conversations instead of just, like, having me to the side, you know? And, like, not, like, just, like keeping me up to date on certain things instead of just leaving me hanging all the time. So keeping you involved in the conversations? hmm And how does that make you feel 
when they leave you hanging to the side like that? Uh, confused, I guess. Um, Why do you feel they do that? Because I'm a very quiet person, and I'm not a very recognizable person, because uh, the other day, I was in my, uh, I was in the classroom, and uh, my teacher did not know I was here, so she sent an entire email telling me that we were working on something. I remember that. <laughs> so oh, that was so, so she bad. Th- she thought I was invisible and I was yeah. Harry Potter. She sent us because I was a very quiet person. She sent us a message saying, "Ashton wasn't at school today. There's a test on Friday." And then a few minutes later, she sends another message saying. Just kidding. He was here, walked right past him. He's invisible, like he's Harry Potter wearing the Harry Potter cloth or cloak or whatever. <sighs> so that actually answered the next question was, how do you feel like you could be more heard by your teachers or cared for by your teachers? So that teacher that thought that you were Harry Potter, covered up by the cloak, totally invisible, what would you say to her to be like, hey... You know, hear my voice. See that I'm here. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) You could say that, like, teacher, uh, I need to feel more, like, here. I need to feel more uh, heard by everybody else instead of you being focused on other people. You could just be, you could also focus on other people for their opinions. Now, what about... Family, how do you feel you could be heard or cared for? I feel like you could listen to me in a way that you put yourself in my point of view rather than taking it from your point of view and thinking how could this benefit Ashton from his standpoint rather than how it does, how it uh, helps me. Okay. Because like, for example... I do marching man, and marching man requires a lot of driving, gas, money, and having them take me to all these places so that I can uh, do what I do. And um, part part of that, what sometimes I think you guys might think is that this is all a lot of waste of money for this, but like, there's like a lot of things that can help me like down the road, like. There are possible, uh, um, possible invitations to colleges that I could get accepted to because of I've had experience in March Band throughout high school, mm-hmm. and also having band experience through middle school. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you can get possible scholarships. <laughs> now, how do you feel that your sister? And we're going to talk specifically about this one. Excuse me. <laughs> How do you feel that you're, you're, you're the older sister could understand or care for you more? Okay, just to point out, she's my middle. She's like the middle child. I am the eldest. Um, Your older sister. My three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids are here? <laughs> there's three one's asleep Anyways. 
So how do you feel she could care and understand for you better? By actually listening to me and thinking about what I'm trying to tell her instead of looking at what she knows and thinking that everything she knows is right because a lot of the time it is not right. Wow, this has just turned into a therapy session. Thank you, Ashton, for answering those questions for us. Appreciate it. No problem. I'm here with Aspen. Hi, Aspen. How are you? Good. Are you excited to be on the podcast? Yeah. Even though, you know, you were just yeah. sitting here with your brother? Yeah. How is life? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay if I ask you a couple questions? Yeah. The same questions yeah. I asked Ashton? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Hey, okay. All right. So let's start with this first question, which is, how do you feel you can be better heard by your friends? Um, so if I'm talking about something that's pretty important to me and then they're talking about something that's pretty important to them I can say like yeah I like what you're saying I like that that this is important to you but I was talking first and you just interrupted me and I was and um yeah can you listen to me for a second I was talking first and you just interrupted me for no freaking for no reason yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. I think I do that actually a lot to Kat. <laughs> I think I talk over her a lot. So, do you actually ever say that to your friends when you're at school? No. I just let it be. Do you think maybe you should say yeah. that to them? Yeah. To, so that you can well, feel respected and well, cared some... for? <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes if they're, like, my close friends and I know them for a while, I'll say, like, hey, bruh, I was talking. Or what? I'll say, like, listen. I'll say, like, listen, bruh. What does bruh mean? I'm sure there's many moms out there in America that want to know what bruh means when you're referring to your friend. <laughs> you sound like a robot. What does it mean? It's, it's, like, it's, like, bro. Like, bruh. Or, like, you're mad at someone. Oh. It's just like, bro, what's up, good? What's up, gang? Oh. Okay, okay, next question. I'll have to try that with Kat. Hey, bruh. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel like you can be heard by your parents? Um. So, same thing with friends. Since I was talking about something important. And let's just say they brought up grades for Ashton and then I was like talking first at the dinner table let's say we were all at the dinner table and I we were at the dinner table I was eating and I was like oh this happened in softball and I was really excited and then mom or dad just like says out of nowhere oh Ashton how's your grades and I'll be like hello <laughs> I was listening but I was talking <laughs> I'm glad you were listening, too. <laughs> oh, 
okay, that's, that's fair. People need to stop talking over you. Oh, yeah. Seems to be the thing. Now, do your teachers do that as well? Nope. They actually listen to me. So you feel like you're heard pretty well by oh, your yeah. teachers? Yep. Who, um, who is one of your favorite teachers? You don't have to say their name. You can just say what they teach. Um, probably my science teacher because uh, she's, she's really nice. She cares. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you have nice caring teachers. Yep. They're young. Oh, that means they're cool. Oh, yeah. Are they are they younger than me? Same age. Oh, yeah. Then they're cool. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, not sure guys. How, not sure how cool I am, but your teachers are probably bomb. Yeah, they are. Bruh. Giving us tests for rewards. <laughs> but they give us phone time so that's nice phone time yeah after test when we take tests well, that's cool okay guys well that was a nice talk i yeah. really liked being on here thank you aspen for taking the time and don't remember <laughs> <laughs> don't remember <laughs> <laughs> Always remember to listen to your parents' kids. Namaste. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed listening to the different perspectives of all of our kids. Sarah is not here right now with me. I am editing this episode, and obviously we did these recordings on devices with crazy kids, so there's all sorts of noises and bumps. So thank you for dealing with us with the sound quality additions. But it is so funny hearing the different perspectives from kids ranging from age five to age 16. And oh my gosh, Ashton's voice. You guys don't know Ashton, but listening to him and just the dropping of his voice and how low he speaks. As a mom, it really does make you realize how quickly these days go by. It can feel so long in the process, but when you look back, it happens all in a flash, and it's so important to give these kids a voice and let them speak up for themselves because they are going to be guiding the future population. These kids are important. Their voices are important. Their emotions are important. Their innocence over everything is important, and we should honor all of those things every day, no matter what age they are. Because like I said in the beginning of the episode, we spend so long trying to grow up. And a lot of us my age grew up well before any of the kids on the episode today and had much different experiences than what our kids are experiencing now. And look at us. We're all putting the pieces back together from our life back then, and we all want so much better for our kids, but we have to make sure that while we are honoring our own selves through our healing, we're also honoring them and their voices because they're healing right along with us. They are connected to us. They are a piece of us. Everything that we do to heal, they're doing to heal, and it affects them. So we have to keep this in mind as we're going through this journey as parents to always be mindful 
of where our kids are at emotionally, spiritually, and physically. It's our job to keep all of those parts about them safe and whole. And will we make mistakes? Absolutely. Absolutely. But how are we going to correct those? How are we going to move forward from those? How are we going to give ourselves more of an opportunity to love next time? I'll end on that. Thank you guys for joining us today and for listening to our kiddos. We hope that you love them just as much as we do. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us on this journey to self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and the practices we've shared have helped you to raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Don't forget to be kind to yourself, listen to your body, and trust the process. Make sure to visit our website at vibingconsciouslypodcast.com where you'll find links to listen to our newest episodes, subscribe to our newsletter, and find out where you can find us on social media. If you have a topic that you'd like to be featured on Vibing Consciously or you'd like to be featured as a guest, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Keep up the great work. And remember, if you're feeling, you're healing. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love wherever you go. Namaste.